Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Between writing notes, filing insurance claims, and scheduling with clients, it can be hard to stay organized. That's why I recommend Therapy Notes. Their easy-to-use platform lets you manage your practice securely and efficiently. Visit therapynotes.com to get two free months of Therapy Notes today. Just use the promo code THERAPYCHAT when you sign up for a free trial at therapynotes.com. Thanks also to DoxyMe for sponsoring this episode. DoxyMe is an easy-to-use, HIPAA-compliant telehealth platform that is available in free and paid versions. Get $50 off a paid account by going to doxy.me and putting in the code THERAPYCHAT. A couple weeks ago, my group practice needed to close our office to in-person sessions and make a quick pivot to telehealth due to the coronavirus. I was able to set up free HIPAA-compliant DoxyMe accounts for my staff and interns. This allowed us to quickly and easily transition to telehealth during a stressful situation. I already had my own paid account that I'd been using as needed. DoxyMe has been easy for staff and clients to use so we can focus on the therapy sessions. Get $50 off a paid account by going to doxy.me and putting in the code THERAPYCHAT. That's D-O-X-Y dot M-E and use the code THERAPYCHAT for $50 off. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and I am happy to be back together again, not in person this time, but um, bringing you an interview with a guest who's been on Therapy Chat three times before. My guest today is Kyle Davies. It's great to be back. I'm so glad that you could come back to Therapy Chat today. Kyle is the author of The Intelligent Body and founder of Energy Flow Coaching. And it seems like his message um, has really resonated with our listeners in the past. And I hope that you all will find today to be the same way. So, Kyle, before we really start talking more in depth, why don't we start off by you telling our audience just a little bit about who you are and what you do? 
Okay, so I'm a psychologist by original trade and I've worked in organizational consulting. I moved into healthcare when I was working alongside a medical doctor who had a particular interest in chronic fatigue syndrome and related conditions. And we kind of pioneered, I suppose, a, a new mind-body type approach for working with these sorts of health uh, issues. And this is going back to the early 2000s when mind-body work wasn't particular, uh, particularly popular. But it was a, a somatic, emotion-based approach, looking at symptoms from a perspective that a body in a perpetual state of stress breaks down and triggers symptoms. And we viewed symptoms as messengers from a, a, a body trying to get our attention. So that's that's sort of been my path really over the last nearly 20 years. And I, I do a little bit of work within organizations uh, spreading this message. And then I, I have a private practice. Uh, and I also train practitioners as well. We have a new practitioner training starting in August. Oh, that's very exciting. And Kyle, tell everybody where you are. I'm in Cardiff, Wales. <laughs> is that is that what is that what you meant? That's what I meant. Yep. So there is a, there, there is a Cardiff in on the Californian coast, apparently. Oh, it's probably a lot different from Cardiff, Wales. It might be, but we're we're on the coast here as well. Oh, that's so, uh, blue sky today. Mm, I'm just looking out the window. It's raining here, but even if we were not sort of isolating at home during this pandemic. Um, it would be very hard to be together in person with you being all the way in Wales, although we did have that fun experience of recording together when you were in the U.S. back in 2018. That was really fun. We did. Very nice. Yeah. So let's let's start off by talking about what are you seeing in people's reactions that they're having right now to what's been going on with covid well, obviously, I'm not actually seeing anybody. <laughs> but aside from that, we're seeing lots of things, aren't we? We're seeing lots of fear. Uh, I think that the, the the panic that we saw to begin with as people uh, went into high stress, that seemed to subside. I think people kind of got used to the position that they were in. And then after about a month, a, a variety of other emotions kicked in, boredom, frustration, anger, fear, as if people were going through a, tra a traumatic kind of grief response, which is understandable, really. So I think that's, you know, that's a, a big part of what we're seeing. Where certainly where I live, the the community feel has developed, which is really quite nice. People are looking out for each other. Um, I, I've never seen so many people exercising in my life. People are running and walking and and uh, on their on their bikes. Uh, so there there is. Uh, I think people are, are looking because because there are more kind of corner shops opening. That people seem to be going to their local corner shop a little bit more often. So there's definitely a community feel and the looking out for everybody else uh, that it probably isn't something that we're used to because most people are stuck in their the the trance like state of their you know the, the patterns of life. So this is of offering an opportunity for people to stop take stock reflect and get some sense of you know what's important to them with this you know life almost like being in 1972 you know with that that sort of pace of life yeah i i was 
little in 1972, so I can't say how the pace felt, but I know that our current pace is extremely hectic. And, you know, we've all been hearing how unsustainable our, you know, productivity oriented, you know, 24 seven work with no, with little work life balance, how that, that lifestyle just really isn't sustainable and it's not good for us. So I'm definitely finding that this has been an opportunity to ask myself, how do I want my life to be? What really is important? You know, and I think about these things anyway, and I've also been thinking about them more. I mean, you don't know this, but back uh, last fall in 2019, one of my parents got very sick and they, we thought they were at the end of their life, but it ended up fortunately that they had a turn for the better and now they're alive and well. But that experience really made me say, okay, what am I working for? What do I want my work life to be like? You know, what do I just want my life to be like? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I suspect lots of people are doing exactly the same thing. And just hearing you say that, uh, my guess would be people are thinking, oh my God, I, I've been doing exactly the same thing. I've been reflecting, I've been reviewing, I've been just taking stock of where I am. I've been feeling different about life, really. Life seems different. And I think that it's all part of a big awakening that is that is taking place. Now, as, as you know, there's a big spiritual piece to my work. So I, I tend to uh, reflect on things in, in that way. But it, it does appear to me that this kind of global reset, this rebalancing that we're, we are experiencing now is, is giving rise to this, this, uh, this mass awakening, which is people questioning, people probably just attuning to themselves a little bit more than they have before, a little bit more than they've had the chance to do before. Because as you say, with that fast pace of life, we get stuck like robots just churning things out. And, and you know, I know f- with my corporate work that rates of absenteeism, presenteeism, which is the kind of the buzzword, you know, which essentially means people being at work, but either not well or not functioning properly. Mm. Uh, rates of, of, of mental ill health are ext- extremely high. So it's, you know, it's quite obvious that things have not been working. So even though what we're experiencing currently seems very bizarre, very surreal, and there are a whole load of mixed messages as to what it all is, I think what we can take from it is an opportunity to rebalance, to reflect, to reset, and look exactly as you're doing at what's important to us and for us as as we move forward. Um, Because as we were just talking about uh, before the show, my sense of it is that things are not going to go back to normal. There will be a new normal, and that normal may be something that is shifting for some time. Uh, I think we've seen over the last probably 10 years an accelerated rate of change. You know, life seems to be different, more intense, more amped up year on year, really. And so... And, you know, and I think that that will probably continue for the next couple of years. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is not the only big event that we have over the, you know, this year, next year and the year after. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. But, 
Yeah, I, I think that w- what we need to do, and I, you know, I'm sure this is the, something that you've you've talked about a lot, is is looking at looking at the opportunities. I know it almost seems like a cliche, really, or, you know, but looking at the opportunities for me, and I think that that w- that will naturally come. I think that's what uh, having an awakening process is. It's realizations. It's it's having that awareness. It's having that insight. It's having that aha moment that well, I'm just going to you know, I'm going to reflect. I don't feel I want to do this anymore. Well, this is how I, you know, I, I feel I want to just take a bit of time and go for a walk right now. And of course I can do that. So I think that I'm hoping that that's what we're going to be seeing. That people are tuning much more to, you know, that deeper sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's this way in Wales. I know that I'm, I know I told you before I've been to Wales once. It doesn't make me by any means an expert on Wales, but it was a much more kind of quiet, like village oriented type of uh, way of living there. When, when I was there now, this was, oh my gosh, in the eighties, 1980s. <laughs> so could have changed a lot. Is it, is it that kind of driven, like work, 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 work kind of culture there? Like it is here in the U S no, it's not really. I think that, um, uh, that driven fast paced culture is evident present in the big cities in England, so primarily in London, but probably as well in places like Birmingham and Leeds and Manchester. Uh, you, you get it a little bit in, in Cardiff, which is the capital city of Wales, but nothing like the extent to the, the, the pace of, of London and probably the pace of things over there with you. So, yeah, so it, it tends to be a little bit slower anyway. Yeah, well, I think that that is a type of way of life that would feel a lot more peaceful and natural, whereas here, you know, there's just so much focus on work all the time. And I don't know, it's also the D.C. area where I am, the east coast of the U.S. It's known to be a more cognitively oriented, like busy, 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 busy kind of place. And, you know, I'm certainly aware that the slower pace, as much as I don't like the way things are right now, the slower pace that we've been forced to adopt because of this change has been, has felt nice. Oh, yeah. And I I bet, you know, for those people who who are able to get out onto the roads, uh, the the opportunity to drive without being stuck in traffic for hours is probably nice as well. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be surprised. We still have a lot of traffic on the roads, even though most people are home. It's kind of weird when you go out. It's like, where? gosh, where are all these people going? Expect it to be deserted, but it's not. <laughs> um, I would say when lockdown first kicked in here uh, in Cardiff, the, everywhere was deserted. People um, sort of took heed, really. There were a few more cars on the road now, but there were almost no cars. You know, you'd, you'd see literally a handful of cars people were posting photographs of the downtown cardiff and it was just deserted empty streets you know mm. uh, so yeah it's um it's interesting shocking bizarre all of those things really um, yeah. which we've, we've never seen we've never seen in 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 our lifetimes um aren't we lucky <laughs> but I do think, as you said, it there is an opportunity in this experience, just like nothing is ever all one thing. There's an opportunity to reflect and 
I liked what you were saying about that, just how we can re-remember that we are all connected because, you know, we are anyway, whether we realize it or not. It's like you said, waking up to that. Yeah, I mean, so I suppose there's a, there's a couple of things, really. Let me tell you briefly about a, a dream I had some time ago, which I think is what energy flow coaching is all about. But it, it, and it, it, it's, it's the, I suppose, the path I or the route I try to take people on. So I, I had this dream and, and I partially woke up and it was the middle of the night. And it's that, you know, I was in that kind of that, that state where you're not, you're, you're not awake, but you're not quite asleep. And I'd had, and it was a pretty awful dream where I was being chased and there were bad guys. And I was in a proper stress response mode when I had this partial wake up. And there was something about the dream that I, they were going to get me, you know, I was, I was, I was done for. So within probably, I don't know, 30 seconds of being kind of partially awake, I had this realization that, Oh, it's, it's your dream. So you can control what happens to you. And when I had that realization, I thought, oh, look at that. Yeah, I can. I can. It's my dream. I can control sort of the direction I take. Maybe they don't have to get me. Um, So I felt a bit of relief. And then I had probably another 30 seconds later an an even bigger realization, which was, you're the entire dream. You're everything. You are the bad guys. You are the trees. You are everything in that dream. Now, with that realization, I became completely relaxed, having that sense, well, I'm everything. So I don't, you know, I was disidentifying with little old me in the dream. And I didn't then need to control anything because I was everything. So I think for me, even though it's very difficult with our five senses to to conceptualize of that idea that, well, you and me are one, you and me are connected, um, if we can allow ourselves to feel into it a little bit, it is something that can, through a felt sense experience, become a little bit more evident to us. Now, there are ups, ebbs and flows and ups and downs of life. So it's, I don't think we're ever going to be in one state. We're never going to be in this realized enlightened space where, you know, it's sort of full time. We're where finished. We, yeah. Um, I think, we, you know, the, the, we, we can get into that sort of enlightened, realized state, have have a sense of connection and oneness, but then we drop out of it. And that's absolutely fine. I think that's part of what, what life is. But for me, that's the, the, that's the second realization in that dream. Amazing, really, because I mean, it was something that I, I, I'd, you know, I've known and believed and, and all the rest of it. But it was that the idea that I'd, I completely let go of control. Because I think when we're faced with a situation like we're faced with now, as I say, with that, the fact that we normal has been shifted, patterns have been shifted. And of course, we know that when people's patterns are shifted, the the stress response could well kick in. Um, it's not saying it necessarily will, but we have to be aware that, well, sometimes our body and brain can be stressed, even if we don't want it to be, or even if we don't think that it is. So when our patterns are shifted and there is no normal, then it's, it's you know, we could be stressed. But allowing ourselves to look inward 
and feel and process without having to focus on controlling when, you know, we we can't really control. So without having to control, it it actually makes life just a lot, a lot easier. I I hope that doesn't sound too, too waffly, but it's, it's, I think, as I say, with this shifting ground that we're facing with this, whatever our new normal will be, it is, there is a lot of uncertainty. And I think that, one of the things that can come with with awakening is a relinquishing of of control or the need to to control and also the this idea that well i can embrace what is uncertain i think you know and i think i've probably talked about this with you before that for me it's what goes with that is is allowing ourselves to believe that my sort of reality is is flowing through through me, you know, and how I feel is is flowing through me. Obviously, in that that's kind of exemplified a little bit in that dream of mine, where my feeling state is arising from my conception of of reality. When I realise that I'm I'm I am everything, then I feel kind of calm and a peace of mind. When I feel separate and isolated, then I have this need to control. With that comes tension and fear and all the rest of it. And of course, the more separate I feel, the more I'm going to want to control because I'm thinking that what's going on out there is controlling what I'm feeling in here. So when we can begin to believe that, wow, it's my conception of reality that in many instances, not exclusively, but in many instances is giving rise to my feeling state, then rather than trying to fixate on what's going on outside of me, what I need to be doing is coming back and allowing my feelings to flow and process. One of the key things we have within energy flow coaching is this idea, something I call our emotional system reset, which is quite simply, I'm, I'm sure there are you know, this is not exclusive to me. I'm sure there are loads of people that talk about this as well. But just like we have a physical system reset, you know, you fall over, you graze your knee, your knee scabs over, and it heals without you do, doing anything. Our, our emotional system wants to come back into alignment and balance. And I think for everyday little things, it it, it will do that because it goes through a process. So, you know, it was, we know with, with say, a, a process of grief, you can feel a whole range of things from anger to fear to you know a whole, whole whole range of things on a process which is a bit like the this you know the scab forming over being itchy and then finally falling off if you let it happen it will move through you so trusting that and trusting that right well my my emotional system reset is evident it will kick in it will take care of me i don't have to I don't, you know, what I feel is not a problem. I don't have to change what I feel. I can let it flow through me. If I bring my attention back inside rather than focusing on the outside, then I don't have to control. And the fact that things are uncertain, it's, well, okay, yeah, it's maybe that I want a bit more certainty, but it's not not crucial. It's not life and death for me. Says you're, oh, you're still there. You are still there. Yes, I'm still here. (laughs) Let's just pause for a moment so I can give you a little bit more information about why I love therapy notes. I switched to therapy notes a few years ago. I'd say it's about three years now, I believe. And 
I have never regretted it. I was very happy with the EHR I used before, but Therapy Notes is more intuitive. I love the interface. The customer service is fantastic. And I love how I can get my notes done quickly because I can customize the template that I use for my notes and there are opportunities to put check marks rather than having to write out the intervention used. So I have cut my time spent writing notes way down, which is wonderful because I like to focus on seeing clients. I know documentation is an important part of our work, but it can also be time consuming. And that is why I love using therapy notes. If you are considering switching EHRs or you're looking for one to use in your practice, give therapy notes a try. You can get two free months by using the code therapy chat. Now let's get back to our interview. Do you have any tips for letting go of that control and allowing that flow of our emotions and energy to happen? I'm sure you have a million tips. <laughs> yeah, there, there are, and, and of course, I suppose with with all of this, everybody is is at a different stage, aren't they? Everyone is at a different level, none being better than the others. But um, there are different things that are going to be relevant to different people at, at different times. I, I think the, you know, in, in a simple way, the you know, my key messages are always be inward looking. I think as a culture, we're extremely externally focused, seeking to to match ourselves to the expectations of life. So, you know, and be aware that what you feel is 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 feedback, and, and it's not a problem. So you don't you don't have to solve what you feel. You can just allow it to be there. You know, there are times when what we feel is nudging us to take action in life, and ideally constructive action. And there are times when we just need to allow what we feel to be there. But you know. I think the, the crucial thing that, you know, what I feel is not a problem and it, it will flow through me. And, my, you know, my if, if I can believe that my default factory setting is this harmony and balance, then I, I will, you know, I, if I'm if I'm continually feeling bad, I'm probably somehow getting in my own way. So allowing my feelings to flow, allowing them to be there, um, getting out of the head, and, you know, getting on with life is, I think, the fastest way to, to contribute or to bring us back into balance to, to, to get that emotional system reset going. Yeah, awesome. And is the emotional reset, it sounds the way you describe it. And I know that people can read The Intelligent Body and learn and understand much more about this. Is the emotional reset something that you feel happens on its own? I think that this is, this is that's, it's a great question, isn't it? I, I, I suppose I feel that it's a little bit like if you were to cut your arm, if, if the cut is a certain depth, you can allow the arm just to heal itself and you don't need to do anything. If it gets to a certain point when it's, it's particularly deep and it's gaping wide, you may need some assistance. You may need some stitches 
So I think that there are times where, and this is where the likes of you, 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 you and I come in in what we do, there are times when people need a little bit of guidance. But certainly, I'm sure you're, you're the same. What I do is I, I'm just trying to nudge people back on track. Yeah. Um, because a, a lot of what energy flow coaching is, is is realigning people with what we call our true self. So it's just putting people back on, on a track. But that could be said to be, you know, having those stitches. But, the, you know, if you have stitches over, a, over a, a cut, a wound, or if you have, you know, if you have plaster over, a, you know, that covers a, a broken limb, all they're doing really is, is protecting the body and allowing the body to to heal and, and correct itself. So, uh, you know, a fundamental core belief for me is, well, we're self-healing and, and self-correcting. I do appreciate as well, we are we are going on this awakening shift collectively. So people are experiencing all sorts of things, but uh, this, for me, now, now more than ever, we need to be allowing, allowing ourselves, allowing whatever changes seem to present themselves in ourselves. And by allowing, we we move we move through so i think yeah i think that that sometimes we we do need a little bit of help don't we yeah i see what you're saying it's kind of like help to allow what is naturally there to do what it does instead of doing things that are standing in the way of it being able to happen naturally yeah yeah well is is that sort of how you see things uh yeah i mean i you know as a trauma therapist i feel like one of the things about trauma is that people are impacted by it and, and childhood trauma is deeply impactful, but oftentimes people think, well, you know, whatever I'm feeling, I just need to get, get over it. It's going to go away by itself in a way where for trauma work, they often say, and when I say trauma work, I'm really talking about relational traumas like childhood abuse, you know, unmet attachment needs, that kind of stuff, losing a parent when you're young. And so they say what was broken in relationship needs to be repaired in relationships. So when someone experiences a childhood traumatic event, maybe they have someone else in their life who they have a healing relationship with and it doesn't impact them forever. It's it's still a sad, awful thing that they went through, but it's not impacting them with trauma symptoms like flashbacks and nightmares and things that, you know, just are persistent. So that's where the, it doesn't go away on its own there because it's like stuck energy, but, but it can go, it can get, it can heal in relationship. And so, but I don't think that negates what you're saying either. I just think it's, it's a little different perspective, but it's, you know, it's a specific focus too, for me that I work with trauma in particular do you think that what i'm saying negates what you're saying no i don't i I don't think so at all i I agree completely really i suppose you know and this is where it goes back to the point of people are at different levels and at different spaces and therefore you know each each individual's needs has to you know has to be assessed as of you know themselves where they are any given given point in time so you know, when you know, I've worked with people over the last eighteen years with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and a lot of them have been extremely ill and had debilitating symptoms for a long period of time, and they need significant 
assistance to help them get get back on track. So yeah, I, I agree completely. You know, I, I I am trying in that through that process to what I'm saying. You know, what I'm calling realigning people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think that when energy is stuck or energy is blocked, then there is there's, you need some medium through which you can unblock and process. Yeah, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not. I mean, I'm a great believer in that we have what we need within us. But I think where the help comes in is that to access it when you haven't been able to access it yourself because something's getting in the way, some someone like you or I or others who do what we do can can help you reconnect with what is already there. I yeah. don't like that broken concept, you know, that people have like, I'm broken because this happened to me. Um, I know that it can feel that way. Those feelings are real, but it's the truth is you've always been whole and you always will be and nothing other people do to you or terrible experiences that you go through can change that. But like you said, we're externally focused. It's like, this is how, you know, it's because of this. It's because of this. It's because of this. I need to change that. And if we go inward, it's there. Absolutely. I, I agree with that completely. That that idea that I'm I'm broken and I'm, I need fixing. It's, you know, I, I find, I don't know whether you find this in your work, but I certainly find in mine, there are many people, because there are pieces of a puzzle to put together. There's, you know, when people are going through a healing journey, it's never one thing. There's a variety of areas that need, that have to be addressed. But one of those areas can be a fixation on there is something wrong with me. So, yeah, I think um, that, you know, we, 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 are, we are whole, but we often need a little bit of prompting, a little bit of nudging, a little bit of something to, to bring us back, to enable us to, to self-heal, to self-correct and to, you know, re- realign. Yeah, I think it goes back to that same idea that we're all connected and we're interconnected. We're not meant to completely function solo. No, absolutely. I suppose as as you know, as well for me now, and and in having said those things earlier, a lot of it relates to the 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 situation that we find ourselves in now. Because I suspect that we will have a lot of people experiencing high levels of fear, uh, high levels of stress, and. What we what we don't well in my view what we don't really need is is millions and millions more people medicated you know my personal view is we medicate people just too quickly anyway so I I think that if if you're if we're you know if we were talking to somebody who under normal life circumstances feels pretty much okay and now over the last kind of six weeks doesn't doesn't feel okay i think it's it's possible for them to regulate themselves to you know to, and to get to get back into a, a space of flow um without needing a huge amount of of, of, of intervention but you know I'm, I'm not saying none at all but i i think that it's 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 you know, I think that there there is advice that can be offered to to many many people just to help them get back on track. If that makes sense. Yes, definitely. Well, Kyle, where I know you're in Wales, but where can people find all the things you're doing? You're you're 
coaching work and your book and your interviews that you're constantly having on the news there and all that good stuff. So the, the main website is energyflowcoaching.com uh, where people can find out about having one-to-one work with me if they want. They can find out about the book there. As I say, I'm, I'm, there will be a, a energy flow coaching practitioners training, which begins at the end of August. So if people are interested in that, they can read about that and get in touch and have a chat about that. Uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram uh, as Kyle Davis or Energy Flow Coaching. So yeah, I, and you know, be be more than happy to, to to chat to people about these things. It's all very interesting, and I'm the, the whole thing is is a learning journey for 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 all of us. I know that you know certainly in my work, it just it, it evolves constantly. So I'm I'm always looking to to engage with with people and have uh, interesting comments, feedback, and views. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time on Therapy Chat today. I'm really grateful that you came back as my guest. Thank you very much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. There are many ways to keep your practice organized, but Therapy Notes is the best. Their easy-to-use, secure platform lets you not only do your billing, scheduling, and progress notes, but also create a client portal to share documents and request signatures. Plus, they offer amazing unlimited phone support, so when you have a question, you can get help fast. To get started with the practice management software trusted by over 60,000 professionals, go to therapynotes.com and start a free trial today. If you enter promo code THERAPYCHAT, they will give you two months to try it out for free. Thanks also to DoxyMe for sponsoring this episode. DoxyMe is an easy-to-use, HIPAA-compliant telehealth platform that is available in free and paid versions. Get $50 off a paid account by going to doxy.me and putting in the code THERAPYCHAT. A couple weeks ago, my group practice needed to close our office to in-person sessions and make a quick pivot to telehealth due to the coronavirus. I was able to set up free HIPAA-compliant DoxyMe accounts for my staff and interns. This allowed us to quickly and easily transition to telehealth during a stressful situation. I already had my own paid account that I'd been using as needed. DoxyMe has been easy for staff and clients to use so we can focus on the therapy sessions. Get $50 off a paid account by going to doxy.me and putting in the code THERAPYCHAT. That's D-O-X-Y dot M-E and use the code THERAPYCHAT for $50 off. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. 
Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.